0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Passing Shot, the tennis podcast by fans. I'm Joel. I'm Kim. And today we are taking in all of the events from the quarterfinals at the US Open. Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Kim, quarterfinals done and dusted. It is now semi-finals day for the women. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I woke up this morning, went on the US Open app as usual and looked at the Azarenka-Mertens scoreline and was thinking, I thought that was going to be a lot closer than it was. I mean, it was an absolute demolition job from Victoria Azarenka I thought I mean Mertens was one of the most informed players going into the US Open I I was expecting her to put up a bit more bit more of a fight than winning one solitary game
1: yeah i thought that was going to be like a three-set tussle and it was at a complete obliteration um i yeah 73 minutes i think it was not expecting that at all especially considering mertens had beaten Kennin you know the round before and for all intents mm. and purposes had been playing very very well and you sort of thought oh is this merton's time to kind of i know she's made a semi before but you kind of thought maybe this you know she's actually going to go deep again maybe go further um but no, <laughs> she didn't perform at all. Yeah, I mean, a- good, <laughs> but she uh, yeah, Mersons did not turn up. Uh, it was pretty poor from her and uh, frustrating, you know, in a way that she didn't turn up because that could have been a, a really, really good match. Um, and as it happened, you know it was an absolute whitewash. Um, I do think that will help Azarenka though coming into the semis because you know there's kind of she's only got like a, a day, less than a day turnaround, so she probably wouldn't have wanted a, a very long match. So it's good that she kind of got the job done uh,
0: very quickly. The U.S. Open is a weird one in the sense that yeah, because Serena Williams's match was like first on in the day session, and then you had the Azarenka match in the night session, and you just kind of hoped that. You know that night session match wasn't gonna, you know, almost kind of be like a three-hour battle, you know, to put the winner at the disadvantage the following day because it is such a quick turnaround. So I'm kind of almost glad in in a, in a weird sort of way that Azurek was able to come through quite quickly. Um, you know, I kind of just watching the highlights. I think for me, what was interesting is I think that. It's very clear in terms of the, I guess, like the the mindset that both players have when it, it comes to, you know, playing on a tennis court. I feel like Merton sometimes can be a bit too safe. And like as a result of that, she's just giving Azarenka the chance to kind of hit winners, you know, from mm. you know wherever in the court. And, you know, we've seen over the last kind of, you know, well, we've seen this tournament in Cincinnati as well, that Azarenka is ready to kind of, Almost play like every point as if it was a, a match point, really kind of going for it. And I mean, she's firing kind of winners left, right, and center. And, you know, it's always great to see, as I said, Azarenka's double handed backhand down the line is one of my favorite shots on the tour. And it seems to be one of her kind of most devastating weapons, which certainly for me was kind of in full effect last night. But I just feel like, yeah, Merton's, I feel like, you know, when you come to this. You know, business end of the tournament you can't always necessarily play percentage tennis and I feel like that is is very good in kind of racking up the you know the match wins and you know I think she's the most she's won the most um, you know matches on the WTA tour this season but you know when it comes to you know quarterfinals semifinals finals of grand slams you're gonna have to do a bit more than that.
1: For sure. I think that's why, you know, there's there's always question marks over someone like like Merton. She's a really, really good, solid player, but she's never going to be someone that you look at in a drawer and think, Oh, could she, you know, be the one? Um, unless, you know, she obviously makes uh, significant changes to to her game. Um, but yeah, we've now got Joel. Um this Amazing uh, semi final lined up between Serena and Azarenka because Serena, obviously, she came through against Fetana Peronkova. Uh, that was a three set match. She had to dig deep and do some thinking to get through that one because Peronkova was very good in the first set and uh, got that 6 4. And then she went um, an early break up in the second. Um, and Serena, you know, setting a breakdown, you're thinking. What's going to happen now? You know, she's going to have to fight back again. Uh, but she did. She she worked out how to, to play Peronkova. I, I do think, though, that, you know, as the match went on, you know, Serena got stronger. She was serving really well. But Peronkova was very, you know, phys- physically tiring. You could see, you know, she hasn't played a lot of tennis in the last three years. And I think you could tell that it was taking its toll, um, you know, at, at this deep into the tournament.
0: Yeah, I mean, Serena Williams is, I think she's shown this week, I mean, with all these kind of three set wins from, you know, a set and a breakdown, she's a tremendous, not only is she a tremendous athlete on the court, but she's also, I think, a tremendous thinker and she's able to kind of, you know, navigate these kind of situations in the match and kind of, you know, pull it pull it her way. And I think it was interesting, she's kind of said in a, I think in a post-match press conference, it's it's not always how you start, but it's how you finish. And, you know, it it feels that once, there is once you know there is a turning point. She's almost kind of able to kind of capitalise it and and run away with it. You know, I said it in kind last in the last episode. You know, I think the fear here is that you start you start slowly and you can never you can never recover. But at the moment, she seems to be just gutting it out really and just kind of finding uh, you know finding a way to win and um, I thought you know one of the one of the kind of shots I think of the of the match for me was when Serena went left-handed oh yeah one of Broncos (laughs) serves and I think it was just interesting because I don't think we really kind of associate that sort of thing with Serena Williams I know we've seen that from other players you know I think Maria Sharapova I know has got that kind of in her in her um in her bag but um you know to see serena williams do something like that i was just kind it shows you that she's like you know she's finding any way possible to you know stay in the point you know and, and win the match whether that's playing right-handed or left-handed she's just willing to improvise um on a tennis court and just just make it really difficult for for her opponent
1: yeah, exactly. And, you know, even though she's, what, 38 and has won 23 slams, you know, there are still things that she can try. And, you know, she's still got that incredible, you know, competitive element. And um, the ability, like, you know, like, like you said, to think through um, matches as well as not just sort of upping the power and blasting people off the court. There's a lot more to her than, than just that. And gosh, going into the semi-final, you know, Azarenka Serena, that is one of the best rivalries like Azarenka has four wins over Serena which in terms of their overall head-to-head doesn't sound a lot because Serena's um 18-4 up in total but I think you know harking back to like 2012-2013 when they played quite a lot of times you know Serena was in supreme form then you know she was kind of right at, um, at her best and Azarenka was one of the only people that could actually challenge her at that time so if we're going into tonight you know Serena's not at her peak, um, and so what? What are we gonna get? You know, I'm, I don't, I don't really know what, what to expect, but I'm, I'm hoping we're gonna get some classic, uh, Azarenka Serena, um, you know, tennis.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're both, I mean, what, they're both, uh, you know, they are in, in the kind of like the, the twilight uh, kind of years mm. of their of their careers. Yeah. And, you know, this rivalry has kind of, you know, matured, obviously matured over time. And I think, you know, I think fans are at this point now, you know, like, I mean, I, you know, I feel like, you know, this is possibly one of the most, the last, it could be one of the last high profile Serena Williams, kind of Victoria Azarenka matches, you know, at, at a Grand Slam. Who knows? So I'm just hoping it's a real kind of, ding dong classic that you know we, we kind of see both of them you know in their sort of all unfiltered you know power you know power strokes from the from the baseline and just kind of going toe to toe with each other because i think for me that's what I, that's i think what gets people most excited about this rivalry the fact that you know there's so much power there on a tennis court and you know they're both great athletes in the back that they can it's not just power they can move it around and you know just to kind of see that is just going to be it's just gonna be fascinating to watch because you know azarenka's form over the last few weeks and you know she just she just seems to love playing in a new york bubble i mean she's on a 10 match winning streak um she's got great form and um uh, yeah it's gonna i think she's gonna take some stopping i mean who do you see kind of azarenka as the favorite going into that match or do you think it's a a 50 50 because I mean, Serena's played a lot of three-set matches. Do you think fatigue might come into it, or do you think you know Serena is literally, you know, do you think she's got the bit between her teeth in terms of look? I I def I want to win Grand Slam number twenty-four, and no one no one is going to stop me. Whether that's you know Azarenka, um, Osaka, whoever, do you think Serena's just going to find a? a way to win.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because I, I'm looking at it as Azarenka seems quite relaxed. You know, I feel like, you know, she's w- you know, she been close to retiring for good and I think she was kind of giving it another shot and I don't think she would have had massively high expectations kind of with the restart of the tour. So I feel like she's she's going to be quite relaxed going into this um, whereas Serena, obviously we know, is desperate to, to equal um, Margaret Court's record of slams. So, the pressures on serena more um i don't know if ha- having had more three set battles will actually make her more ready for a for a fight but then i'm just thinking you know serena's had a, a bit of a slow start in some of her matches like against sloane stevens and against Bronkva. could she afford to have such a slow start against azarenka it's, oh
0: <laughs> i don't honestly i don't think she can and I think if she does start cold I think azarenka um you know she's the sort of player that could literally roll through a set like you know in double quick time in kind of like you know in 20 you know 20 25 minutes so i don't think i don't think Serena Williams can afford to give you know azarenka the start um that she gave Peronkova. Um, I think the other thing I was just going to bring mention, Kim, which is I think interesting to this match, is uh, just kind of as a follow-on from the the Peronkova match. I don't know if you saw, but when the the two when Peronkova and Serena were brought out on court, they were introduced um as um like as mums. So Serena was introduced as Olympia's mum uh when she went onto the court, and Peronkova was introduced as Alexander's mum, and uh, yeah, I think this is. I was kind of reading some of the comments on on Twitter because I think some people were kind of like all oh, for this, but also again, I think some people thought it almost kind of trivialised them mm. um, as athletes. And I wonder, I, I wonder because obviously the semi final is going to be a, a mum versus mum match up um i wonder if they're going to do the the same thing where they introduce them um, onto the court i find it a bit like i know the i know kind of the whole backdrop to the Peronkova serena match was like oh they're both mums and this is really exciting because um you know it's not often that this happens at such a late stage in, in in a grand slam um which i think was totally right in terms of kind of narrative but when you kind of they kind of did it on court it just felt a bit I don't know for me it felt a bit it, it felt a bit off. It's a
1: bit weird. I think it's a bit too much. I mean it's not weird and that's I don't know like there's yes they're mums but they are other you know they don't their identity isn't solely about them being a mum like it's one facet of their of their entity but you know to keep going on and on and on about it like yes they're they're mums but I you know are we going to sort of introduce I don't know um you could introduce Raffa on as Sebastian's son or something like you could go like, I mean, this is a bit of, this is a bit weird, but, or, you know, what's, what's the name of Andy Murray's, um, like t- Teddy's, Teddy's father. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know, but like, if you went down this road for like everything, it would be a bit odd. Um, yes. I mean, I know they want to, on- yeah, I guess they want to honor. like felt that- a bit
0: labored, didn't it? Yeah. I it think like if they are going to do that
1: tonight, that would be kind of a bit odd to keep doing it. Um, I don't want, you know, yeah. Um, they already like asking, you know, a lot of players like Serena in her, you know, post match interview. She probably gets asked about Olympia, you know, or references to her being a mum in like every interview she does. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a certain limit to how much she should go on about it. But um, maybe we've been guilty about doing that as well, Joel. But I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, I think for Peronka, it was fair to some extent because obviously this is her first tournament back from from Tennessee but maybe a year from now we wouldn't need to keep going on about it but um but yeah it's it's interesting and obviously um we'll see what they do tonight with regards to that um we've also obviously got the other semi final Naomi Osaka against Jennifer Brady um uh, which I think is the first one on court uh, really annoying that it's in the middle of the night for for Europe because these are two matches that I'm really intrigued to see and I would <laughs> I'd love it if they had just been on in the daytime but uh it's not to be, it's <laughs> annoying. Uh but yeah, what do you reckon Osaka against Brady? I mean, Brady came through easily against Petinsova, Osaka came through comfortably against Shelby Rogers. Like it's gonna be really interesting to see how Jennifer Brady fares up to Asaka.
0: I think that's I think that's probably the I think that's the question that needs answering most because so far Jennifer Jennifer Brady has been absolutely kind of steamrolling uh the competition. Uh she's not been taken she's not been taken to a third set yet. All her sets have seemingly been very comfortable on paper, and yeah, when you put Naomi Osaka in front of her, how is she how is she going to react to that situation? Because Osaka has been playing great tennis as well. Um, so I really think the kind of the question is on Jennifer Brady and whether she's going to be you know overawed by the the situation or you know the you know the power of of Naomi Osaka on the other side of the court cuz um yeah i mean she's had i mean this has really kind of been a breakthrough for her in terms of of grand slams and um you know w- we're still on potentially for you know an all american an all american final um you know uh, it, it's it's still it's still possible but um i think yeah uh, uh, yeah it's tricky but i i would i would you'd probably expect Osaka to kind of I think come through based on you know her previous experience and I know there's probably a lot of people who would love to see an Osaka Serena Williams kind of rematch um in the final um so uh, you know I think I think Osaka kind of takes that but certainly I think you know Jennifer Brady like you know Peronka I mean she's kind of exceeded you know all expectations I think this tournament and has put on a she's put on a really decent showing.
1: Yeah, I think Osaka will do it. I think she's playing so well, and I mean, I have her really as the favourite, you know, for the tournament, just given the way she's been playing. But um, and also Brady, yes, she has come through really comfortably, but we haven't actually had to see her, you know, really fight. So if she goes a set down, what's what's she gonna do? Is she gonna, you know, we haven't seen her in that situation. So it's all very well winning comfortably, but when the back when your back's up against the wall, you know, um we don't know what she's going to be like. And obviously this is completely new to her finals of a slam. So given, you know, her experience and everything, I know she's a different player to kind of a year ago, but yeah, I'm definitely going to go with Osaka on this one. Um, could go to three sets and, you know, I hope, I hope it's, it's, I mean, I really hope Brady does perform the way she's been playing because I really want to see how she matches up against, you know, Osaka at the very top of the game. But um, I'm I'm putting my money. Um <laughs> not that I'm a betting person, but I'm putting my money <laughs> on Osaka and
0: And who who do you think who do you think Osaka's gonna meet in the final?
1: <sighs> I do think Serena's got something Ooh. going for her. But Ooh. I just I just feel, Joel, that if it's a Serena Osaka final, I do not see Serena winning that because Osaka is like obviously that she beat her two years ago in the final, but I just feel like Serena up against Osaka, like her movements going to be really exposed. I just, I think she's a step slow when it comes to like Naomi Osaka at the top of her game, playing really well, like she has been. I just think there's going to be a bit too much of a golf given the way Serena has been. Like I know she's been doing well, but she's still far off where she I think needs to be. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but if it's a Azarenka that was, you know, that's a rematch of the Cincinnati final which we never got uh because Asaka withdrew. So that would also be very interesting.
0: I mean, the to be, let's be honest, I mean the the two semi-finals we've got in the the women's draw probably some of the probably the most I- interesting semi-finals we've got, you know, f- over the last, you know, few years I'd say actually in terms of the, you know, matchups at, at Grand Slam level. I mean, we've got kind of two surprise packages got Serena Williams kind of greatest all time in there and then we've got kind of Naomi Osaka as well kind of finding her form you know finding her form again after you know she had a bit of a wobble I think at you know world world number one I think we've got some really we've got some we've got some fantastic matchups and again I think we're in for a really good good night of tennis Um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Azarenka I just think that she has got the I think she's got the bit between her teeth and I don't think she's going to let it go like some of the other uh you know players have done like Pronkova, Sakari. I just don't think that if she goes a set and a breakup, for example, I just can't see her like mm. letting that yeah. go. Um I think obviously I think with all this, I think I think particularly with the Serena Azarenka match, I think the first set is going to be really important. Um but yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go Azarenka in I think Azarenka is going to do it in two. Oh. Um, yeah, but it could be like a seven, maybe like a seven, six, seven, five yeah. sort of scoreline. But um, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to get Azarenka, azarenka Asaka final. Um, Amazing. Well, I'm up, for let's, that let's that well. I'm
1: up for that as well. Uh, <laughs> I think the women's semis will maybe more... Maybe more interesting than the men's semis, Joel, because I'm not so sure. I mean, we've got Medvedev against Dominic Team. Like on paper, that could be a real humdinger. But I'm, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Surely I think T. Te- I think Team is going to win that actually pretty comfortably. Um, oh, yeah. No, well, <laughs> surely not.
0: Surely not.
1: <laughs> Let's look at what happened yesterday with the men's because Dominic Team came through against Alex de Menor. Very straightforward. I've uh, just needed a bit over two hours to come through in straight sets. Like since I think Novak defaulted out, I feel like teams just kind of put in two really strong performances and he's got to that level now where he's just kind of like... This is my title. And Medvedev, you know, he came through in straight sets against Ryblev. Um, There were two tie breaks in there. And really, he should have lost that first set because uh, Rublev was like 6-3 up in the tie break, I think. Um, but, you know, Medvedev kind of did what he needed to do. But at the end, there was just a bit of a question mark over whether he had a bit of a shoulder injury, like he was getting treatment, he was cramping. So I'm just not sure. I don't know whether that's a false, you know, a bit of a red herring. I just don't know if it's going to be as close as... It may look on paper when you consider both of their prospects.
0: I think Team Medvedev could be. I mean, for me, I think Team and Medvedev have played the best tennis mm. uh, throughout the the tournament. So, in one sense, it's kind of a shame they're not meeting in the final. But I do think whoever wins this semi final, I think it's a is going to win. Mm. Is going to win so. um, the U.S. Open. Um, I mean, Team has just literally what I mean. He had. I mean, he had that really underwhelming match against Auger um, Aliassim, and now, you know, he kind of swatted away De, De Menor. He's just kind of batting away, yeah, the young the, upstart. The next gen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do think it shows that kind of golf in, I think, golfing kind of quality and also like, I think power. I think he just literally kind of just blew, blew those guys away and they just didn't have, I just don't think they've developed the tools yet um, in order to kind of compete with someone you know, like a Dominic team, um, and you know, I think team has been kind of great in terms of the fact that he's he's got you know he's got power, but I think he's also bring he's also got nouse now. I think as well in terms of kind of tactics, and I wonder if kind of uh, you know. Uh, Nicholas Masu, who, who's, who's 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 has been his coach, has kind of helped him kind of evolve that level of his game because he's been looking, you know, he's been very, looking very good. Um, and you know, even as someone as like speedy as as De Menor is, just not getting anywhere was not getting anywhere near his um you know his his shots um last night, and um you know it, it did feel a kind of a bit like um uh, you know it was a bit of a, a procession. So I don't think Medvedev is going to be as as a procession um you know we all know medvedev is one of those players who is an absolute <laughs> he's an absolute wall um in terms of uh you know getting balls back and, and making you play that extra shot and and you know i think that will be a lot it will be a lot tighter and i could see i could see it being like a tight a tight four sets but i i still think I do think Dominic Team will will come through, even though I've got Daniel Medvedev reaching, <laughs> reaching the final
1: <laughs> in your in collection, collection set. set. Yeah, I think Team has the edge. I mean, I just don't know if it's going to be, you know, five uh, fifth set tiebreak kind of uh, showdown stuff. But I, yeah, I, I mean, I want it to be. Don't get me wrong, I would love this <laughs> to be the most epic match. But I'm just kind of thinking, oh, I just feel like Team's yeah gonna. I just yeah, I, I feel like Team is destined to win this title now. But hey. We, we may be wrong, um, but let's look at the other half of the draw. Like, as we were saying, I think we think the other half aren't likely to end up being the winner of the title. Um, we've got Pablo Carreno-Bista against Sasha Zverev in the semi-final. Um, I don't think anyone would have predicted that PCB was going to be the one to come through that part of the draw uh, at the start of the the tournament. Uh, but he actually, against his quarterfinal, uh, sorry, against Shapovalov Shep- in his quarterfinal, he played really well. I mean, he had a bit of a dodgy fourth set, lost it to love. But um, I, I couldn't sleep that night, so I ended up watching most of this match. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, he, he did a lot better than I thought he would do. And, you know, he's pretty decent on, on a hardcore. He's got to the semi-finals at this stage before three years ago. So don't underestimate him.
0: I think he's underrated on a hard court. I mm. think people just naturally think, oh, he's Spanish, therefore he's only good on a clay court. Um I don't know if you saw earlier in the week, actually, Nick Kyrgios uh tweeted and then deleted um a tweet saying uh PCB is only where he's at in the world. Because half of the tournaments he plays is on clay, which I thought was a bit um which I thought was a bit unfair because as you said, he's a previous semi-finalist at the US Open. He knows how to play on a hardcore. And um I think that kind of showed against Shapovalov because I felt, you know, again, kind of watching that match, it felt like Shapovalov was just going for he was going for bus. He was going for broke, like, you know, most points. And, you know, we know PCB is kind of a Maybe it's a bit unfair, but he's kind of a grinder. He can just get every single ball back. And I think he almost kind of, I think when, I think kind of Shapovalov didn't really know what to do when he was kind of like going for winners and it it just coming back at him. Um, And I think that's why I think he's so, you know, I think that's why he kind of is is so well on, on a hard court because he's able to just kind of grind down your opponents. And when he gets the opportunities, um you know to take advantage of he's he's ready to do that and um yes he did lose that fourth set uh to a bagel but i think it was more of a tactical bagel wasn't it it was more <laughs> of a you know it was more of an andy murray early you know early in early career you know saving myself for the fifth set sort of bagel than an actually you know I'm, I'm playing my best here and um um and still losing sixth of
1: Yes, I agree, and I, I think going into the semi though with with, with Zverev, um, yeah, I don't know how 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 is gonna gonna be. Obviously, he's been at the stage before, but didn't proceed any further. And but then you know Zverev second. This is only his second Slam semi actually as well. So is he gonna you know take the mantle? Like on paper, he should definitely win and go into the final. Um, I don't know. Will he? Will he be feeling that pressure because he is not the underdog, and everyone's going to be expecting him to win probably fairly comfortably. He wasn't at his best against Coric. It wasn't a great match. Uh, he did enough to win, but it
0: wasn't um, particularly high quality. So, uh, what I would say about that match, though, was the fact that I mean, he lost that first set six one, and if he if that had happened, I think you know, pre David Ferrer or you know six months ago or whatever. I think, you know, he would have spontaneously combusted and lost, you know, and lost that match in straight sets, you know, broken, you know, six rackets along the way as well, probably. But I think it I think it shows you this tournament, the almost kind of the maturity, I think, dare I say, that Zverev has added to his game. And maybe that's come from, you know, having David Ferrer on board, because even though he lost that first set six one, he was able to, you know, almost kind of isolate that, put it away. And then kind of go on and and win the next and and win the next three sets, which I don't think you would have said was a likely outcome, uh, you know, like six months ago.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, that is definitely that is definitely true. He he has seemed very much, much more calmer. And I don't know, maybe maybe not playing with the crowd helps with that as well. Um, I expect Hmm. him to win. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not going to lie. Rafa's not here. I'm pleased that we've got a Spaniard getting to the last four, and I would love a, a Spaniard uh, to to win and you know keep the US Open title in the hands of the uh, the Spanish. But uh, <laughs> I think that's a bit of a long shot. So uh, um, I'm expecting Zverev and also Team to come through. Um, but I'm yeah, it's it's going to be maybe maybe be quite juicy. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I think I think P- I think PCB to be honest has been he's underrated on a hard court. Who knows? I mean, everyone was expecting him to kind of roll over to Shapovalov. That didn't happen. Um, so, uh, you know, I could. I, I'm expecting Zverev to win, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a um, as an a formality. Um, I think it, again, it could be maybe a a, a four set victory, but um, I still think at the end of the day, whoever whoever is kind of getting into the final from the top half is going to be the is going to be the runner up. Mm,
1: yes, well, we shall see and we'll be covering it all on the <laughs> passing shot wait, wait over the next few days. Um, just a couple of things for today. Uh, we do have the men's doubles final tonight. Uh, at 8pm in, in the UK which is a nice evening match to watch um, Mate Pavic No British
0: interest though No,
1: I know Mate Pavic and Bruno so- uh, Bruno Soares what am I saying Suarez <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a friend who used to call him Sores, um, you know because of the way his name is felt but um, yeah Pavic and Suarez they beat uh, Joe Salisbury didn't they in the semis which was a bit of a shame for Joe and Rajiv but um, they're up against Wes Kulhoff and Nikola Mektic so quite exciting. Uh, Kohof, I'm, I'm quite a fan of his, and he this is his first Slam final. So I'm expecting Pavic and Suarez to win, you know, through through experience, but uh, we shall see. Um, but we also have the wheelchair competition beginning today as well. So a couple of Brits in action: Jordan Wiley, Alfie Hewitt, Gordon Reid. Um, so that's all happening. It is a bit strange, isn't it, Joel? Because normally there'd be like juniors and like mixed doubles and. You know, a lot more tennis still going on, but it's, you know, you you look at the schedule and it's like pretty empty.
0: I mean, we weren't even going to have the wheelchair competition no, were we? um, no. when they kind of first announced it. So, I mean, I guess we should be very appreciative to all the, the tennis that is being put on. Yes, um, of course. Just to correct you, Kim, Joe Salisbury lost to Kulhoff. Oh, Metic, did they? Oh, sorry. Um, in the kind of... <laughs> but, um... uh,
1: I think Pavic and Suarez beat Jamie. Uh, did they beat yeah, they Jamie? Beat and, and Neil... Skarsky along, yes, along before. the way. Okay, yeah. I'm getting my, my results mixed up. <laughs> um, and also, Joel, just before we end, we have the collector set still going on. Um, we have both done terribly. Uh, I think you need Medvedev <laughs> to get into the final <laughs> to get one right. Yep. Uh, but we've got two players, I think, that could possibly get four out of six, which is Ooh, probably, I think, okay. our highest score uh, so far. So either sluggish Luca or Lin Pin, uh, they could be on to get four out of six right. So they've just got to hope that, that their results, the results go their way over the next few days. But we'll post something on our Twitter uh, once that's done and dusted with the final result.
0: yes uh we'll we'll keep everyone uh we'll keep everyone posted on collector set and all the tennis goings on at the uh at the US open at flushing meadows um we will be back um i think we're going to be doing another recording on saturday morning to kind of preview the finals and look back as well on the kind of all the semi-final action that that um, will have happened in between. Um, so I hope you can join us then. Remember, we uh, are on all the podcasting platforms out there uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you listen, we will be on there. So make sure you hit that subscribe button to stay um, up to date. And if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts and you are enjoying our coverage, make sure to leave us a rating and comment.
1: And you can follow us on social media, of course, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, do let us know your thoughts. Any questions you've got for us, we'll be um, happy to hear from you. And you can email us at PassingShotPod at gmail.com as well.
0: Yes. Uh, so, yeah, we will be back probably Saturday morning. So watch out for that one. We'll ho- probably be previewing the uh, the women's finals and uh, the, the men's as well. So, um yeah hope you can join us for that and uh yeah let's look forward to the women's semi-finals later on later on this evening maybe i'll get a kip in before after work kim and uh wake up for, You're uh, doing all night wake up <laughs> I, yeah i yeah i think so i think like azarenka williams i think deserves that and that much because it just hasn't happened that often well
1: that probably that could start about 2:33 th- british time in the morning well, there you go. So if you go to bed early <laughs> you can get a good good sleep window and then and wake up early for that and see the sunrise maybe while that's still going on
0: <laughs> okay great stuff uh yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna go do that and uh, yeah we'll see you we'll see you again soon